Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, men and women, entities across the universe and other dimensional beings, and as well as you, the individual, just listening to this, as I said before, <laughs> I want to welcome you to this podcast in which I talk to a very good close friend of mine, uh, a newly acquainted friends. You know how cool it is to make new friends, and it's kind of hard when the older you get. Because then you're kind of stuck with the ones you grew up with. And the friends that you are stuck with, the ones you grew up with, some of them are kind of annoying. We all have that fucking guy that doesn't know how to stop drinking and stop being belligerent and stop being crude. And, um, I mean, okay, they're cool sometimes uh, when you want to get belligerent. But uh, you got to be really mindful of how you cannot take them to other parts of the places of where you reside where you gotta you know formally adjust to the crowd setting and it's all being respectful and sometimes our friends don't know how to be respectful but we have them we love them anyways for some goddamn reason and so that's why it's kind of cool to make new friends so you could break off and venture off into the new crowds that exist all around us and this one I met through a mutual friend, and she is smart, she is cool, she's very educated, and she has a lot to say, and she was a little uh, worried of where this podcast was going to go because uh, she has some changes in her life where she had to really uh, be careful what she says um, uh, due to professional reasons and not trying to slander or even just have any, any, any um, negating opinion on basically politics, right? That's, I said it, politics, I said it. Um, but it did not go in that direction. We stayed on the subject of culture and different perspectives and all of my tangents I have, that's what this podcast is all about. And so... Since she had to go incognito, we have an alias for her, so you could pretend that I'm talking to a, a, I don't know, a spy, a CIA agent that needs to watch out for her well-being because she has information that will uh, change the world, or at least your world. <laughs> Anyways, so we gave her the name. Her alias is Sonia. Uh, I forgot how we came up with that. I, I, th I think we were running out of time because I wanted to give her a cooler name than Sonia, a cooler alias, like, I don't know, the ones that you see all in the movies. Uh, and I don't know if you ever played Metal Gear Solid, Cutthroat, Deep Throat, whatever it was, I forget. But um, anyways, I hope you enjoy this podcast. We go over language, um, different cultures and geographical regions. Let me try to say that again. In the geographical regions all across the globe. <laughs> um, yeah, give a listen. So... Welcome to Practice Perspective Podcast, where we dive into your mind and you give us a 
load of life of what you learned. <laughs> Let's get started. Okay, so I met you through a mutual friend. Yep. And it was a, a very good, fun night, but I forgot what topic we're talking about, what that got us interested into talking about basically diversity and culture and... Do you remember what we were talking about? I think you were talking about your interests in, like, anthropology. Yes. And I, I really love, like, psychology. And, um, so I think that's where we... Okay. And, like, sociology. Like, oh, yeah, 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 like, yeah. We're correlating all the... Yeah. Basically, like, humanitarian yeah, stuff. Yeah, so humanitarian, I think, yeah. uh, and a then, lot of our yeah, you're telling me what you're going to school for. What was that again? I'm going to school for biochem. I have a minor in sociology, and but I'm interested in like health law, so it's kind of different. But but yeah, they all pertain to each other. Yeah, they help one way or another. I honestly, I'm starting to think like no matter what you study, you can end up anywhere as long as you have the general skills necessary. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so I wanted to ask you. um, I think you uh, really highlighting what you liked about uh, like the health part mm-hmm. what, what kind of got you into more of the avenue of being involved in the, the health aspect of yeah so that. I grew up around like parents who worked in like the health field so I've uh, always like kind of seen that mm-hmm. and I thought I wanted to go into like practicing health Yeah. so that was like my goal at the beginning and then when we started like when I started going into my education, I just loved reading about health. I loved like understanding the different aspects. And then I started to work for a, um, what is it, like a, a, a program that lets you write encyclopedia entries. Oh, wow. Yeah, and they do a lot of like law-based yeah. health writing. And it's supposed to be for people who are just everyday people who can go online and read about like mm. heavy scientific things yeah. and put it in a way that they can understand. Almost so, like Wikipedia? It's like Wikipedia, only we check our sources. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> None I mean, of that's it's good. like full. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, a credible. Credible, more credible. very credible. We <laughs> have editors credible. that like work yeah. through your paper. Awesome, fun stuff. Dang. Yeah. That's cool. So, well, it's crazy how I've been around ASU and I still haven't run into you yet. ASU is huge. It's huge. It's really ASU, huge. Yeah. I guess kind of back backtracking. I don't know. Tell me, where, tell me where you're born and raised and how you first came here to Arizona. I bet you don't know where I was born. Can you take a guess? You're not going to guess correctly. I think we talked about this and I think you told me last time, so... This is gonna be even worse if I get it wrong. What was it? Uh, Egypt? No. No, no, no. It was not Egypt. It was the Sudan. No. 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 Jesus Christ. Um, somewhere in that area, right? No. You know this one. You don't know it. Like I haven't. To- I don't think I told you, but you know of the country. It's in that area. Okay, I know of the country, so it's definitely not stateside. No. Okay. It's a very well-known Middle Eastern country. Very rich, well-known Middle Eastern country. Very rich? 
Dubai? Mm. It wasn't Dubai? Abu Dhabi? No. It's better known. Jordan. No. <laughs> no. I'm just going to name them all until I get it. Turkey. No, I was born in Saudi Arabia. Oh. <laughs> I told you. Jesus Christ. So. <laughs> My dad used to work there. He was a doctor there when I was born. But wow. I'm not a citizen because your dad has to be a citizen. And for him to be a citizen, your grandma has to be a citizen. Yeah. So, like, your entire lineage has to be, like, Saudi. So I was born there. Wow. Yeah. And then immediately taken. you didn't know. No, I did not. I could have sworn it was like this, like, Mm -mm. Sudan, like in Sudanese. No, I wasn't born there. I've never lived uh, in Sudan. Not once. No, not once. I must be just blurring my culture altogether. I don't know what the heck I'm talking about. So, okay. So when, when did you come, like... Kindergarten. Kindergarten. Mm -hmm. Kindergarten is when we came back. I, like, preferred Arabic over English. I did a lot of crying when kids talked to me in school (laughs) because I didn't know what to say. I, like, cried on my first day because I did not tell the teacher that my dad packed me a lunch. And she kept asking me where I was, so I bawled. I had to go home early. Oh, wow. You remember that? Yeah. Dang. That must have been traumatizing. Yeah? Is it that traumatizing? Just, like, knowing, like, you'd want to say something, but you can't get it out because you don't know the language. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's just scary, yeah. I was, like, confused between October and August until I was in, like, second grade. And my birthday's in October. I don't know. In my head, it was, like, October, August. Who knows? So they would ask me, and I'm like, I think it's either October or August. And they're like, how do you not know when you were born? That's... That's what I love, because that's two different perspectives right there. This is why I wanted to get on the podcast, because <laughs> you have these two perspectives in your brain, and it's um, they're different, aren't they? Yeah. Like, they're, they're very much different. And uh, so much stuff gets lost in translation, and to just trying to get something out, saying, I have my lunch in my yeah. backpack, and just not be, being able to say it could probably... Communication yeah. goes far. People don't get it, like... You can get so far with someone when you're, like, able to clearly communicate. Yeah. We speak the same language, but sometimes when we communicate, it's, like... Yeah. Confusing, you know? We've had that happen where we both... Oh, yeah, definitely. Planets, so. <laughs> I thought you meant this. Well, yeah, this too. Yeah. So, we're just, like, getting clear communication. Now, here, so, I hear with Arabic that um, it's, uh, like, another gender role, uh, like, they're factor to using uh, different dialects or genders like you have to speak a certain way when uh, you speak to a man and when a man speaks to a woman he speaks a certain way and then mm-hmm. is it something like that does that make sense I forgot where I heard this from but um, where I think a young girl speaks uh, the father differently than the way she speaks to her mother I've never heard that. Like, I know they do the... It's kind of like Spanish where certain words have, like, feminine. Yeah, feminine and masculine. Yeah. yeah. It's but definitely weird how certain, like, strong words will be masculine and yeah. have, like, little feminine words that are <laughs> feminine, but... And you can definitely hear the masculine and feminine in them, in, yeah. in the pronunciation of it, Yeah, right? everything about it. Like, you'll have, like, a little... I don't even know, like, a hairbrush and it'll be feminine and then you're like a hammer 
Yeah. And it's masculine. That's crazy. Yeah. All right, so give me some, give me some Arabic. Give me some. Come on. Salam alaikum. You know, Arabic is interesting. I tried to be a translator for a hospital year. Oh yeah. They wanted me to translate a lot of like Iraqi dialect. Mm-hmm. And it that took was... me like so long to process it. It's like Moroccan Arabic. I have to think like write it down for me so I can read it and then think about it because they're so different yeah. every country has like their different like dialects how they say certain words how yeah definitely do certain things so give me some give me some words so how do you say <laughs> how was your day today if I want to use some Arabic in my life I would want to say how was your day today it's really dependent like every country has their own way they have their own in your Arabic household, in your household, the my way household you... was weird because, like, I don't know, it was weird. Like, the only people I speak Arabic with is like either in a situation where I'm forced, yeah, preferably. Like when I'm forced is like when I'm over there and you have to use it. Yeah. Yeah. And then when my parents like I'm not gonna disrespect them, but in our household, like my parents spoke two different dialects. So, like, they understand each other well, and we just kind of, like, learn, like, a little bit of both. And mix so you got the best them. of both worlds. It's weird, like, mixing two different types of Arabic and English. My head gets confused sometimes. <laughs> like, not really sure what's going on. So I was the kid, like, my little sister loves Arabic. She, like, learned it. Mm-hmm. My older siblings spent a lot of time over there, so they know it really well. And I was the one who was like, no, I'm going to stick to English. Yeah. And I'm just going to throw the Arabic back in my mind. That's what we do. Mm. I use it. It's like a little, I like dust it off when I need it. I remember uh, when I was in Santa Monica, I made a really good friend. Uh, she was Turkish. She was from Turkey, actually. But she also knew German. And just uh, when I was like asking her to like teach me some like words, like it was so hard with uh, just knowing how to manipulate your mouth movement to make yeah. those sounds. And it's hard because we're not, I mean, so exposed to English just hardwiring my brain just to English, English, English and not even just like right English it's yeah. like improper, broken, ignorant English but um, once you start to learn those like specific I guess pronunciations like your brain I don't know it clicks some of them clicks are to unlo- it like and, and it makes sense sometimes some of them are impossible to learn like even I grew up like with the chas and the as and the I don't know why I like that I like when the voice goes deep in the throat like that Oh, all of those noises. Like I learned how to make them when I was a kid. I grew up around yeah. them, but over time they've just gotten like weaker. It hurts to yeah. like. Surrounded by these goddamn Americans. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I, I wanted to know more of German, um, but all I got past was, uh, do you speak German? And uh, was it Is It was so hard for me. To do the sh before the, the ch, I guess if that makes sense. <laughs> and then you have to like close up your tongue mouth to get the Deutsch in instead of just Dutch. But um, as soon as it clicked, I was like, oh man, I want to learn more German. But I didn't go past that. Just Guten Tag, Guten Morgen, Sprechen Sie Deutsch. When my mom was teaching us Arabic, she always used to like teach us like different levels of speaking, and I never understood like different parts of your throat make different noises yeah and like your tongue will 
touch like the roof of your mouth and yeah. make a different noise then. So like the deeper like some of the Yeah. Like they come from like the middle of your throat and then you have like ha ah, which comes <laughs> from like the bottom. Yeah. And all these like I tried, yeah. I mean and like side note of like weird humming, oming meditation, just playing with my own voice. Uh, it's weird to go deep with your, your throat, the sounds yeah. with your throat, because you really just gotta open it up, but like still, I don't know, it's weird. But when people are talking about it, like, have you ever realized, like, uh, like the tip? Uh, oh, that's like the tip of your mouth. It's literally uh, no throat. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's like fine to play with, like, it's like as tip as it gets. Yeah. It's weird. It's all weird. It is weird. I love languages. Languages are awesome. Do you feel comfortable speaking Arabic, like, at school? Like, with another, like, Arabic-speaking person? Not unless I know them. Not unless you know them. Like, I wouldn't walk up to a random person and start doing it. I don't know. That's always how I've been. I remember driving away, and this guy just hanging out of his car, he's like, hey, he asked me, do you speak Arabic? I'm like, I said no. I'm like... Well, like, why would he ask me that? Do I look Arabic? I think it's the nose, maybe. I have a big-ass nose? <laughs> it's definitely the nose. No, but he looked at me, and he was like, what, is Arabic? Like, is this how I should have? Like, I should have. And I get that with Spanish. He's like, you speak Spanish? I'm like, uh, kind of, sort of, not really. Sort of. I'm like the person in class who hears people speaking Arabic, and I'm like, I'm just going to sit back and yeah? sit. I just Because I feel like other people would be like, oh, you speak Arabic, you speak Spanish, oh, you speak my language, how you doing this? Like, I'm just like, I'm instant. just going to listen. Yeah, when I used to work uh, and, like, give tours of apartment complexes, uh, one time I had, like, this girl walk in, and she was talking to her friend, and she was, like, talking shit about everything in Arabic and complaining about this and complaining about that. Yeah. And everything she said, I'd answer back in English. Yeah. And it took her, like, 30 minutes into the tour to be like, hmm. <laughs> How'd you know that? How'd you know what I said? It must be a nice little secret, huh? It's yeah, it's fun. I and think I'm it's really, like, yeah. I don't know. You were saying it in English. She's like, I just told her that the bed was small and you literally answered me. How'd you know? And I was like, oh, I must have forgotten to tell you. Like, I speak Arabic. I understood what you were saying the entire time. That must be so awesome. That's, yeah. yeah. So they try to think they can get away with it. But it's not even, my favorite thing isn't about, like, speaking Arabic. It's just about being from different places. Mm-hmm. Like, it was weird when I was a kid because you can't really fit into one place mm-hmm. because you're too much of another thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, if I went over there, like, let's just say I spent the summer with my dad's family in Sudan, I was too American. Yeah. It was weird. Everything I did was too American. I fit, like, stereotypes that they had of, like, what an American girl was like, you know? <laughs> I just thought I was better. That's what they thought. I definitely don't. And then when I came here, it was like, uh, too Middle Eastern or too Sydney. Yeah? yeah. I was, was very much like that, too. It's yeah. weird. It is weird. Yeah. Where it's, where it's like, you don't fit into either. Yeah, you really but don't understand. But you are both. Yeah. You have to be both. Yeah. You're both But you're nothing. really not. <laughs> yeah. You're not either. But like, you're both, yeah. but not really, so you're just, like, nothing. I totally, exactly know what you Yeah. So, as, as right a kid, I was that. like, I hate this. Like, yeah. who am I? What am I? Like, what do I do? But now it's like, 
I go through like experiences of when I was a kid mm-hmm. and I just like analyze them I'm like I cannot believe I was part of that like that explains like so much of why I am the way I am yeah like the other day I was remembering the worst best story that I was a part of as a kid this is like I'm kind of sad that I was shown this mm-hmm. but like it's really it's really shaped like how I understand things even here like I was in Sudan one summer with a cousin and Sudan's weird because it was before the country split uh-huh. so they have like northern and southern and northern has more of like the um, Arabic background um, and the southern has more of like the uh, like it's kind of like when the it's Ottoman real. Empire autumn, um, colonized, yeah. colonized everywhere. They kind of stopped halfway through Sudan. Okay. So you have half people who got kind of like the Arabian like culture, and then you have half who've just stuck with like the African like two different yeah, so two different two cultures, two different cultures, two different like countries now. Yeah. And northern Sudan had like had this tendency when tensions were really high of being like just this weird kind of, like, racism. Mm-hmm. You know, like, the I'm better... I don't even know what to call it. Like, prejudice. It's weird. Ethnocentric? Ex- yeah, like, extremely, you know? It was... You wore... Like, your skin color told it. Yeah. Like, the darker you were, like, it was the, the worst, you know? Yeah. And then... I was a kid. I was, like, seven. And my cousin and I were sitting, like, in the house. Me and my cousin, my little sister... And she's about 25. She tells us, like, go outside, find yourself a Southern Sudanese woman, and tell her to come <laughs> inside and wash the laundry and cut the lawn and we'll pay her X amount of money. Wow. What? And, like, I'm a little kid. I don't know what that means. So I go outside and, like, I find I use skin color. Yeah. I find someone that I think is Southern Sudanese. I tell her, like... Hey, we're gonna pay you to do this. And this lady starts screaming. She starts yelling like, "Why would you think that I would do this? Why are you telling me like you can't just come up to me and say this?" And I was so scared. I remember running inside and thinking like, "Was that wrong?" Yeah. Like I was such a little kid. I was yeah. like, "I think that was wrong." And like over the years, like as I've like thought back to it, it's horrible. Like you notice it, like they were teaching me to use like the same traditional um i guess mannerisms where they thought it was okay to do that but since you had a different perspective of being exposed to different things you kind of got a hint of it being like this is wrong but it's not really it's wrong but it's not like in the context wrong wrong. it was wrong like they were teaching like people in my family were teaching like a little kid yeah to just carry on the this horrible view of like people from the same country. Yeah. The same country. Yeah. And like little kids are taught that adults speak yeah. that way. Yeah. And so it's just passed on. It's just this yeah. like. And it's like, wait a minute, cycle. we should stop and I'm look so at like, this. I look back at that and I'm like, I'm so embarrassed yeah. at like little baby me. But now, like, thinking about like how I think about things. Yeah. I would never do that because I think that taught me like. I knew it was wrong. Like, there was something wrong there, you know? Yeah. It was one of those experiences, like, it's so different from anything that happens here. Like, there's still, like, racism here. Yeah. 
but that experience was like so weird. It that was, was like the most significant and traumatizing. It to was me. significant because, because you're just how old were you? Like you're. I was like probably seven, six, yeah. seven. I was wow. young. Yeah, and I didn't. I just didn't understand. But like, it was significant because it shaped me for the rest of my life. It yeah. made me like understand just looking past certain things. Yeah. And, and like, did your family think it was wrong? Like, just to say, need to go ask. Uh, like, I'm my parents. It, did they view it more like a, a favor or like a like a I don't know like an exchange of like oh. Like how we have we over here, we get a whole bunch of Mexicans to mow the lawn. I mean, they're gonna do it. They're gonna love doing it. They're gonna get paid. So it's like, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be it that would, big of a deal. It would be but, like driving down the street and seeing a Mexican man and being like, "Roll down your window. You want yeah. you know, cut the lawn for me." Yeah. Instead of not already seeing him cut the lawn, but like yeah, but like being like, mm, "Oh, yeah. Mexican, cut yeah. the lawn." Like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like that's what it. But that country was so divided. It was even worse. It was wow. like, because they both were citizens of that country. Mm-hmm. It was both of their homes, but one was like, believed to be elevated over the other. Yeah. And it was horrible. It was horrible to see that. So it's still horrible to see even today, like the consequences of that kind of, of adults and yeah. government officials making that decision. That's like the only thing I hate about, um, I don't know, I guess culture culture in general because culture is like a very awesome beautiful uh, cloak of just trying to express certain uh context of mannerisms and customs that people exude but with that said some uh are arrogant with that and they think they are better than others yeah and on the other side of that like that's I was in a situation where... I think every culture has that too. Yeah, I was in a situation where my family thought they were elevated or like the people I was around thought they were elevated over someone else. Mm -hmm. I wanted to study abroad in another Middle Eastern country two years ago. And I was talking to a friend who was there too. And she was like, I don't know if you want to go there. I really didn't enjoy my experience because any kind of black Arabian mix Mm -hmm. is really looked down upon. And she was like, they don't like people of color there, but... If you go, it's going to be worse for you because if you're just like, let's just say you're like an African-American person and you go there, mm-hmm. if you don't understand Arabic, you don't know what they're saying to you. You know, you get the feeling like, yeah, yeah. this is weird. I'm getting a weird vibe. Yeah. But she was like, when I was there, like I understood everything. So when they would say things about me to my face mm-hmm. or they would call me like derogative things, yeah, I understood it and I knew what they were saying and it was painful. Yeah. And that like stopped me from going there because I was like, I can't, like, I'm not strong enough for that. Yeah. And especially if I can understand them, that would break me. I would be so sad. And she was, like, telling me what they were saying, and I was like, those yeah, words like, I don't are want to go painful. Yeah. So it's funny, like, one country where you could be above, and then you go somewhere else, and then everything switches. Especially in your native tongue, just being scolded. Yeah. Oh, man, that must be... I know Spanish. When I get yelled at in Spanish and my, my grandmother when I was younger, that just made me feel so terrible. So yeah. I could only imagine like just different languages. Arabic sounds pretty mean. If well, you get... she said she would be like walking down the street and they would just yell like dark slut, like in yeah. Arabic, 
like words like that, like just rude, mean, yeah. unnecessary. And it's not everyone, of course. Yeah, yeah but of course. But the one time it does happen, or the times you walk into a store and you get looked at like you're gonna take something or something, yeah. like all of that is like really traumatizing. Yeah, it's crazy for me how there's that perspective that just doesn't look at diversity as something beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, and I think just maybe we're one of the few that just experience that amount of traveling to be exposed to different cultures and just see how it's it's arbitrary you know it's it's something it's it's, it's, its own thing it's not better or worse but it's yeah. its own thing yeah. and uniquely beautiful and it's crazy how they're just they don't accept or they don't want to see or maybe they're not exposed to see the diversity of that, I think that's like that. the biggest flaw of this entire world yeah and like they, they are like everyone. Yeah. They are a certain group of people. They it's crazy though, because like I don't know any specific. Actually, I don't know. Maybe I can. <laughs> um, like, like proactively racist or like narrow with a perspective of not seeing diversity as beautiful. They're more like, oh no, that's cool, but that's not really my thing. It's just weird. Yeah, feeling like mm, this is uncomfortable. Yeah, which is. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, we always hear like the blacks and white races, but I think there's a whole different, I mean, there's we're just, like a yeah, like within the culture, there's so much racism as well. Remember even just being Hispanic, she's like, oh, you're not Hispanic. You don't speak English. What the fuck? Being she fucking wet. Get the fuck out of here. It's like, yeah. oh, what? What? The, what? <laughs> okay. <going> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I um, mean, it's comp- It's so complicated. I tried to understand. I had a friend who tried to ar- teach me, I don't even say are you, because I was, I don't know, it was above me, but she tried <laughs> to teach me about, like, with cer- when certain groups express, like, uh, racist ideas, mm-hmm. it's considered racism. If a group that's already, like, uh, I don't even know how to say it, like, if a group that the entire system is meant to be racist towards Mm. expresses racism it's something else it's like prejudice but it's not racism I don't know it was so weird I get get what you're saying though yeah I get what you're saying I mean along the lines of just prejudice it's just prejudice because racism was created against certain people anyway but I was like man oh okay like I should go read a book about that I should learn because I never thought of it that way either yeah there's so many different ways to I, I can understand the point of view of why I think certain people of certain cultures want to keep their bloodline pure and not mix because mm. I mean I mean we, we do it with dogs like oh you're purebred you know pure breed but um it's can't it's not like that with humans anymore <laughs> It's kind of hard not to just mix and mingle and just, you know, be diverse. But I do, I mean, I do understand that where, I mean, I think ancient Egypt did it, you know, they tried to keep the royal bloodline pure. Yeah. So they did a lot of inbreeding. And later, along the lines, they figured out how that's not very healthy to do. <laughs> but uh, culturally wise, just... And it's not a thing no more. It was. I think we're meant to just. I think we're one diverse. Pot. We're meant to just diverse and culture and, and just see what happens. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I I don't know. One of the best ways to learn about different cultures is through weddings. 
I love participating in different weddings for different cultures. How do you participate in different weddings? <laughs> like, you... It's like, if it's someone that you don't know, like, if, if you're not... Okay. like and, like, some of the Middle Eastern countries I've went to, I've walked into weddings and I haven't known someone. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Like Is that something just do like it. I don't know. In the, you can just do that. I mean, I guess we call that just crashing a wedding over here. Wedding yeah. crashers. <laughs> it's I mean, the same thing you're over there. Sitting huh? in the back, you're not really crashing because you're not doing yeah. anything crazy. But I want to go to a Jewish wedding. I I would love to go to a Jewish. wedding. They look wedding. like they have so much fun. I had a family friend that I grew up with, and her like oldest daughter, or I guess my mom's family friend, her oldest daughter married a guy from Bangladesh, and. I remember we were sitting on the couch one day and it was the day of their engagement party mm-hmm. and him and his family still hadn't like come from the airport so yeah. they were going to meet us at the house all of a sudden we're all sitting there talking and I hear like drums being played outside <laughs> our door yeah. and everyone was just like what what's going on and we opened the door and they were all dressed in like the Shirakamis the girls were oh, and the guys had awesome. their outfits they had like drums they were playing like their music and singing and dancing it was like a parade coming into the house. Yeah? Yeah, everything. That's From awesome. that moment on to like two months later after the wedding, every single process was just beautiful. Everything. The henna, the dancing, all the cultural things they did yeah. before the wedding. Wow. They fed each other can- like traditional candy. Yeah. It was Every part of it was just beautiful. Yeah. The bride and the groom have like dance offs, so the bride's family will dance off the groom's family. Oh, nice! I was, I wanted to take notes. I wanted to <laughs> sit there and learn. Yeah. I was like, this is amazing. This is gorgeous. And we got to like trade some of our culture with them. Yeah. Like in Sudan, they have this weird tradition where it's like a funny joke. I think it's gross, but <laughs> the groom and the bride sit there and they each put milk in their mouth and you're supposed to spit it at the other first what you just like in their face <laughs> spitting milk it's just a tradition and it's like face. funny like what? who could do it first I guess I don't know and it was just so funny to like watch and be like that is pretty gross but that's pretty hilarious why <laughs> why is that a thing and it's just I'm awesome so, I'm so doing that now it's, no man it's okay it's I'm a wedding I'd be so <laughs> mad if I did my makeup yeah. and my hair and it was my wedding day and someone spit milk in my face I would need like a timeout. what wedding was this? Was it, it like, was a family friend's wedding family friend wedding? yeah, yeah. it was awesome and you saw them spit milk at spit each other? milk trade like different weird candies like oh my god my favorite ugh, are the countries that do like some Middle Eastern countries have this tradition mm-hmm. where a bride's not supposed to take anything from her father's house or her husband's house. Okay. Weird old tradition. Yeah. So the husband's supposed to bring, like, him and his family are supposed to make, like, a huge suitcase full of, like, new stuff for her to take. Mm-hmm. So they, like, bring it in this new suitcase and you open it and it's, like, fucking Christmas. Wow. There's, like, new clothing, gold, perfume. Me as a little girl, I was like, Look maybe this if stuff. I grab something, I can keep it. Like, this yeah. is great, you know? So, I don't know, man. Just thinking about different weddings is just... Oh, yeah, and Indian weddings. Oh, Indian weddings. I like they do a lot of dancing. I like that. That's good. Yeah. They celebrate, man. They do celebrate. They know how to celebrate. Yeah. It's beautiful. I want to learn about that. <coughs> wow. Thanks. So, we covered from... Sub, <laughs> subculture, racism, <Are> we? <laughs> different perspectives of knowing different languages, so weddings. 
Weddings. I think weddings do, yeah, you're right. Weddings do a good job at just expressing certain customs that the culture does. Yeah. And I never heard of spitting milk in the face. Look it up. And that's, that's awesome. No, that's awesome. I'm sure that there's weird stuff. Yeah, I, went, I had my anthropology class, which just made me more in love with anthropology, where uh, the professor was like, um, some, like, indigenous cultures, they don't have, like, certain, like, specific ceremonies that say they're married, and some, like, most do, but sometimes it's just something as small as the uh, mother-in-law, um, like, making soup. And, uh, of course, cooking is a really big, huge uh, factor of, I don't know, I guess who has more authority in the household. And it's like, you don't cook any better than the mother. And so I think, I forgot exactly what, but um, he told me that the husband uh, would always ask for soup right before he goes hunt with his men. And uh, this one time, he's always asking just for... uh, the mother to the mother for to his own mother so it's usually his own mother cooking this specific soup and then one day then he asks for his wife or the potential wife and uh, I guess as soon as he eats it he does this crazy and it's all exaggerated and it's not like real but he does this crazy like oh he's trying to poison me she's trying to poison me and he's rolling on the floor and he's like shoving his finger in his mouth to throw up because I guess that tied a long time ago of uh, when these tribes crossbred into one bigger tribe, they only did that to try to kill off the other tribe, so they actually had poisonous soup. Oh, okay. And so, I guess they do it to remember that. But oh, Yeah. Wow. But then um, the grandmother to give, or not the grandmother, but the mother gives a blessing saying, no, she didn't poison your soup. I was there when she made it. And he's like, oh, okay, fine. And then he stops over-exaggerating of being almost poisoned to death by the soup, and then they're married. That's so like, what? amazing. Yeah, and it just takes him rolling around, throwing up all <laughs> over the soup. Rolling around. Just throwing. making a big old scene so everybody, and it's supposed to be a big scene for everybody to come. Like, oh, no, I knew she was going to poison him. Anyway. But imagine how they look at us. Like, they're throwing a flower in the air. <laughs> yeah. People are fighting to catch this flower. And- yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. Like, all this stuff that we do, we think it's so normal. Yeah. I think Western, uh, we could do... I mean, no, so, I'm, I'm sure I've been to a lot of fun weddings. They have games and stuff, but, like, cultural-wise, they were pretty boring. Yeah, just a flower thrown in the back. When I, I'd rather spit milk. <laughs> I feel like you can't incorporate that into the wedding now. <laughs> yeah, or the, uh, the Catholic band, where they put the rope oh, on, all yeah. around you. I mean, that's... Yeah. For symbolism, but that sounds like that fun. I love, um, some of my family does like the bride's dance, is what it's called, and it's like before the wedding. And so it's a Middle Eastern country, so only women are invited mm-hmm. because you're in like this belly dancing outfit mm-hmm. and you train for it, so you learn how to be like a awesome, wow. beautiful, elegant belly dancer, and then you invite all the women and the guy. Your potential guy, yeah, and he gets to stand there with you while you like dance wow, in little outfits. Nice. And I very used to romantic, love that. very sexy, just, very like yeah, yeah, everything about it is yeah. just like really sexy. You play like little cute games with him, yeah. like it's just 
And I like always wanted to like learn just yeah. because I thought it was so cool. That is cool. That's cool. You know what really is like getting me more interested uh, and just I guess looking at life differently is actually dancing. And I've noticed women love to dance. And so like I don't know, can you since you're a woman yourself, can you give me like you're just like why like why do women like to you know be pretty and sexy and like alluring and just like. Because I, I feel I was, like it's, I feel like it's in your guys' nature. I, I feel like everyone would like to dance if men weren't taught in certain societies that dancing is feminine. Yeah. Like I think some, um, what is it? Some like Hispanic or Spanish countries are really successful in like teaching their men that dancing is like yeah. beautiful, a, passionate it is. art. Is it, is it, yeah, it is very much an art. And then you go to like some countries, like I know, like in Sudan, some places, like m- why would a man dance? Yeah, it's just, it's just so stay, feminine. Stay strict and stiff and just don't move and just. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. And if you're like this, like, whoo, mm-hmm. loose, like elegant thing, then it's yeah. like, very, very womanly or feminine. Yeah. So I think that, like, it's the difference of like what we were taught to accept. Yeah. Dancing is okay for me. And then for some places, dancing might not be okay for you. So we've just learned to... No, yeah. I mean, growing up for me, just kind of always moving around and kind of just whitewashed Mexican family. Not really whitewashed Mexican family, but I always whitewashed. And my my family was very traditional. So I went to the Quinceaneras and we did dance. But when I went to school, having a whole bunch of just white American friends... It was like, oh man, no, I don't dance. It's like, what? Like, I did this in kitchenettes. We do this like normally. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you dance? And so, I mean, just being a kid, I always, always wish you would that. But um, what was I trying to get at? I don't know. I guess now I'm looking at dancing differently because now I have class. Now I'm older. Yeah, and now yeah. I'm actually seeing the art in it. You rather than when I was a kid, yeah. Yourself. Rather than when I was a kid, and uh, just I mean, it's another form of moving your body, yeah. and you could do that with music in a nice artistic way, you or you could just food too. yeah, it's another culture thing. Oh yeah, definitely. And I think to me, just even working out, I know I'm not saying working out as an art, but I think it can be because you're exercising your body, you're feeling this euphoric just cleanse of just detoxing, you're making your body sweat. But um, with dancing, with music, and just having another partner, and just twisting her and manipulating her and like sucking her out, doing like different things. Yeah. It's like I don't know. It's weird. The dance is weird. It's. It's. But it's it's lovely. It's nice. Yeah. yeah. And if you think it's been like such an important part of so many cultures before we even got to this place where dancing was like uh, at a party type of thing. Mm-hmm. People danced for how long as like a form of expression, not even yeah. just at parties, but like around the fire until they fall to, like, to death. To express yourself, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So dancing is, I think dancing is awesome. I'm not saying I'm the best dancer, but. But there's definitely that thing inside of you that you just you I love to dance. dance. Yeah, you love to dance. Yeah. You think that feeling is stronger in women than it is in men? I think yeah. Or at Especially least here. straight men. <laughs> yeah, I think here. I think it's sad how we, in this country, raise our straight men. Yeah. With this idea that like certain things are not okay. Yeah. It's like. I was think slowly, but slowly but surely things are yeah. slightly changing, and 
guys are being more open to experimenting with new things and mm-hmm. if not I'm actually trying to get them to <laughs> but um yeah right on so oh yeah no so I want you to tell me more like what's that feeling inside of women that makes them want to to dance and just be I don't know in that moment of dancing I don't know about other women but I don't know it's something like to not have to think about it you know yeah. to not have to like plan out or worry yeah it's like a relaxing it just relaxing. It's, it's relieving it's relieving it's relieving oh, very nice because I think some of my guy friends they, they think of dancing way too hard and intricate yeah. it's like oh no like I have to learn the moves like yeah you have to learn the moves but I don't know, they think about it, I can, I can see them thinking about it like so concretely, which makes them more stiff in yeah. the body. Mm-hmm. So it's not, not like letting the music move them, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe they just need some more shots of tequila, I don't know. Tequila will do that. <laughs> tequila does that to everyone. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Dang, so this is what I like to have on my podcast, it's culture, the beauties, <laughs> and... Some of the good, some of the bad. Yeah, the beauty and the predicament of culture. Well, very well. Um, I think we're coming close to our time yet. Do you have anything you want to say? Anything you want to give a shout out to? Just get something off your chest? No, I think this is cool. I think it's awesome that you talk to different people and learn from them and experience their experiences. It's, It's crazy. It's a good way to learn. It is. From other people's experiences. Yeah. You can experience it yourself. You can learn from others. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like experiencing it. Yeah, you gotta experience it. Like, yeah. In the experience, instead of... You, you can read so much about it, have yeah. an idea, mm-hmm. intellectually just pinpoint the things of whatever. But yeah, you Yeah, you need like just experience, experience. experience anything. Like any kind of experience. Going out anywhere. Like I love when I travel and I've stayed at hostels. I used to go and sit in the living room of, like, the hostel by myself. Like, I would not sit with anyone I knew. And I would just talk to random people. Yeah. You meet the weirdest people. You yeah. You meet the coolest people coming from... I met a guy from South Africa, but his family was from China. So he kept trying to get me to guess <laughs> where he was from. And I was scared. I was like, I don't want to say, like, what I see. I don't know what you're trying to get from me. And yeah. I was like, I don't know. I don't know. But just talking to him, and he taught me so much because I wanted to say, "Oh, are you, are you from? I don't know. Is your family from Vietnam? I don't know." And he was just like, "No, I'm South African." And then in my head, I was like, <laughs> "I really shouldn't have done that. That's like I should have yeah. listened to him speaking and used like his accent instead of looking at just yeah. a face." Or, but I mean, that's how we learn, though. That's 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 yeah. how I learned. Yeah, yeah, I just took it, and I was like, okay. "You need a reference point and just." Physically next time, seeing someone. Next yeah. time someone says, where am I from? I'm going to be like, give me 20 hints first. <laughs> yeah. And I'm really going to listen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very well. yeah, there's something just beautiful about traveling and actually being in that experience. I want to travel this entire world. Yes, that's a goal. Have like a small backpack. You don't need much. I just need to put like a straightener and a blow dryer in there. Yeah. Some concealer. <laughs> good. And then you're good. Get to go all around the world. Oh, that's 
going. I gotta go to. I gotta go down to South America now. I'm trying to go to Peru. My sister went Chile, to Peru. I got this from Peru. This like yeah. Inklet. A lot of people are going to Peru now to drink the ayahuasca and oh really get enlightened and find their mission in life and swim swim around in the beautiful dark consciousness of humankind. She really enjoyed her time in Peru. Oh, I just love it. I want to go. Yeah. I want to go everywhere. Yes. I want to go like deep into Mexico. Yeah, I want to hang out with the cartels as well. No. <laughs> uh, I mean, everybody does bad things, but I'm sure they know how to party. They, they have a good time. <laughs> no, I want to go to like, I just want to go to like Mexico City. Mexico City is gorgeous. I've seen pictures from one of my friends. Yeah. So you got to check out the pyramids over there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a goal. You need to go check out the pyramids in Egypt. Blow your mind. Oh, yeah, of course. That's... Mind. On the to-do list as well. Blowing. So you've been there, huh? You saw that. Yeah. It, I can't even explain. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I don't know. It's, I mean, just by the new pictures that's, that are coming out that you can find online, it's just like, jeez. Like, when like, you how? see it, I think your mind is like fighting itself. Because you're like... Yeah? People built uh. this before tools that m- could make this possible were possible. Like, they like, putting stone and stone and stone and stone over. It's huge. And then your mind's like, that's not possible. Yeah. There's no way they didn't, they did this without, like, the huge Some construction. Yeah. And it's like, no, they did. They had, like, thousands and thousands of people work on this. And it's like, no. <laughs> that's not possible. So it's like, when you're staring at it, you're like, whoa. Yeah. Like, how, you know? One of the coolest things I got to see was we were traveling between Egypt and Sudan, and they have like these uh, like Nubian tribes there. Okay. And my grandma grew up in a Nubian tribe, so we like to oh, go wow. around that area. Oh, nice. And when we got to like one of the villages, someone said, "Oh yeah, they just closed off this remain site because some people had like they the government." Yeah. Some people had found it and they dug into it and they started digging so deep that they were finding stuff, like valuable stuff. Yeah, wow. So we go there to just check it out and you have to go through like the government entrance and they have it all closed off. And I just remember you go up these stairs and there was like a throne made of rocks, like where someone would sit. Yeah. And you could, from that throne, like you could sit and you would see everything. So they literally had, like, whoever was in charge yeah. sit up at that throne, and you could literally see everyone working under you. Wow. And one of the things that people found when they were digging was they found this little, I don't know, like, tomb or something, and they opened it, and there was, like, snake remains and gold, or something weird like that, like, gold gold, like, sell it for a lot. Yeah? Gold. Wow. And I was like, wow, like, that... <laughs> what? Yeah. How do they... What? That type of thing exists out there. You believe? Do you believe aliens constructed the pyramids? No. Ancient astronauts? No. No? Have you ever heard people talk about, like, uh... Not demons, but, like... Fallen angels to Anunnaki? Just, like... I don't know. Other things existing. Other entities? With us, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, different dimensional beings. Different... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That blows my mind too. I'm a very like logical person. I 
I'm like, give me a minute. I'm trying to digest <laughs> it all. It's hard to comprehend, but... Yeah. Yes. My yeah. mom is, like, big on that, so she's like, yeah, like, something goes missing. She's like, yeah, of course it did. Like, not an accident. I'm like, mom, okay. <laughs> Let's not go down this rabbit hole again. Yeah. But... Oh, yeah, definitely. It's just... I mean, yeah, you gotta be pragmatic, but I think big part of that is true. Yeah, I think there is definitely other dimensional beings around us, and maybe angels and demons are just different words or labels to describe uh, those other existing things that we're only perceptible to on certain occasions. Yeah, I think I... I think that I don't disbelieve it. It's just that I would rather pretend like it wasn't there. Because once you do accept that it's there and it's it exists, it's, it's a whole it's other a whole realm of... World. It's a whole other world. Yeah, it is. It's a whole other world. It's like when my grandma talked about the evil eye. I'm like, this is a whole other world. Yeah. Like, it makes you paranoid. I'm like, what yeah. people are capable of, like, doing stuff to you with their minds. Yeah. Causing harm to you by thinking it. I don't know. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Crazy. Powerful. Scary. Scary. Yeah. <laughs> definitely yeah. scary. I gotta say, I think I definitely got the evil eye. I think I have once. <laughs> I have one time where I was like, that's the freaking evil eye. I know it was. I was carrying groceries in my hand when I was a kid, and I went to the store with my aunt, and she's older. She was like in her 60s or something. And I was carrying them off her, and I was like, 14 maybe, trying to be really strong. Mm -hmm. I had like five, at least five bags in each hand. And I was walking, and it was over there, it wasn't in the US. I was walking and I was like about to get to the stairs. I'd made it all the way from the store, and I turned around and I like made eye contact with this older lady and she was just looking at me. I saw her, I turned around and I looked back at her. Once I turned my head back and she turned around and looked away, as soon as I took the next step, Every single bag popped. Every single one. Every, like, the food was everywhere. Yeah. Dang. And so we were thinking, what? <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> and then that year I, like, shattered my arm bone. What? I was, like, in a physical therapy every day for, like, every week for, like, what the heck did that? Oh, what'd you do to that old lady for her to give the evil eye for the whole I think that people who are like truly evil inside don't care if you wrong them. Mm, they just want to do the wrong the wronging to others. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I didn't do anything to her, but she just maybe she saw me and thought I was like a strong girl. Like I'll she show you was like strong. strong and then she like somehow jinxed me. Yeah. I wasn't strong anymore. Jeez. All my bags <laughs> broke and she just got to walk away. That's crazy. Yeah. Hey, a lot of things happen to you when you're young, huh? Dude, it's weird. I'm just like, I don't know if I believe it. I mean, <laughs> I do. I don't know how to explain it to other people sometimes. I'm like, you wouldn't understand if I told you. So maybe, like, don't. Well, so for the people that are listening and that don't really know what an evil eye is, what would, how would you describe it as? In it's this, I don't want to say it's like black magic. It's like this way of like causing harm to others just by a look just by like I don't know I don't know how it's done but it's just like intention maybe yeah. 
when your intention is so much harm. And I don't think it's like, when I hate someone, sometimes I'm like, oh, I wish they would just fall off the planet. But I don't think it's like that. Yeah, okay. I think it's like actual evil, evil intentions. Yeah. Like, you are really evil. It's not like you hate someone and you... Ooh, just for that, for that moment, moment of impulse. Yeah, I think a yeah. lot of us aren't capable of getting to that point where we are so... Purely evil to do Yeah, that. so bad that we are able to conflict harms on harm on others that way but in Middle East, a lot of Middle Eastern countries that's like something that is very possible yeah. like they believe in it and they like wear things to protect themselves I remember my mom used to sew these little things into our dresses when we used to go to parties because she was like this will protect you and they would read like different like <laughs> religious stuff too like yeah. our, like they would touch our heads and read it just to protect us before we went out because people would do that kind of stuff yeah I don't know how to explain it because I don't understand it. I don't know, but it happens. It does, yeah. And I love it. Well, I mean, I don't love it. But <laughs> I love it's how. It's cool. Yeah, it's cool because it's not. Yeah. I don't know why it's cool. It's just cool because it's like whoa. It's just, I don't know. It's just being very cool. superstitious, and yeah. I think if you're invested, like a culture invested so much rituals and ceremonies into that superstition, like I think it kind of comes to life and it yeah. does it does you know affect certain people that are able to uh i don't know manipulate the brain or reorganize their brain to be perceptible to that maybe it, it is these other beings who like play it out <laughs> i don't know how it happened someone cut my bags i got sabotaged <laughs> that's what i'm saying Some something thing came i'm like Played with those bags because they were not breaking any time. It was the second I looked away. Yeah? It was not enough time for those bags to break on their own. It was instant. Yeah? Weird. It's crazy. Weird. Craziness. Just too oh, much yeah. of a coincidence for me. That's craziness. I remember, um, have you, I just watched the movie Doctor Strange. Have you, I mean, no? I haven't, I think I might have heard a little I'm bit. I'm sure you would have heard of it. Just another Marvel movie. And, um... It's, you know, about sorcery and, I guess, uh, the main character is the Sorcerer Supreme and he's, like, the protector of this gateway. Um, something along, along those lines, but I remember just being younger, I'd always go into the New Age section of Barnes & Nobles and read uh, astral projection books because I'd always have sleep paralysis. Have you ever had sleep paralysis where yeah. you wake up in the middle of the night and you just can't? move yeah, and it's just terrifying yeah, yeah yeah your, your brain your body's asleep but you're aware that you're that you're in that state of mind yeah and so just reading all these astral projection books i was actually kind of doing the techniques and using it and i remember that it was really fun and exciting but it was also very very scary because it's like swimming in the middle of the ocean like there's a whole bunch of creatures that live and exist in the middle of the ocean but they don't i mean we're on land. We don't, like, it's far away. We don't look that way. We're not in castaway to want to experience it. But it's, yeah. like, that scary where you're going into the unknown in the middle of darkness. It's like, oh, man, it was all these different things. And then in the books, some of them are like, oh, yeah, you're going to come across different dimensions, different entities. So it's like, oh, no, I got to stop this. That's I right, can't, stop. I like, can't get any further than this. it's better to just not know. That's my, that's my motto. Some, I don't want to know some stuff. I'd rather not know. Yeah, and that's when the curiosity just torments me, because I want to know, but I don't want to know, I'm but I want to know. I'm like, 
we're stopping here. Like, you need to stop. Yeah. <laughs> Don't. So. All right. Well, um, thank you for being on my podcast. We covered some good ground. Maybe I'll get you to speak some Arabic later. Next I'm going to have to catch you next time. Do you have uh, any last words or anything? No, you no. This was awesome. I really love this experience. Okay, cool. Appreciate it. We didn't even talk about politics. <laughs> Thank you.